Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. And I'm Edwina. And today we're continuing a Once More With Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we're doing a double episode, final two episodes, Eddie. So season two, episode 20 and 21, Becoming. Becoming. First aired, or the first episode was aired 12th of May 1998. Second episode, the 19th of uh, May 1998, written and directed by uh, Jose Wadon. Yes. Um, this is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan of the show, but Jared has never watched the whole series, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. And two we, seasons. And we, uh, we managed, are here. And we managed to get through two whole seasons, Jared. Oh, wow. Um, and it has been a journey. <laughs> yeah. And this episode is a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this whole, whole podcast for me has been a bit of a roller coaster uh, going up and down with these episodes. Um, yeah. Season two is a little in- inconsistent, I do have to say, but there are some really fantastic episodes and some real. Low points as well. <laughs> mm, yeah. But yeah, we finally did it. We finally made it to the end of the second season. So I guess this is a milestone we can sort of tick off. Yeah. I feel like we've, uh, yeah, this has been really, really fun. I've really enjoyed this, you know. Um, probably not so much the Buffy part, but this part's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Buffy part's been good too. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, what was it? Uh, did you like rewatching this episode? Is it? I'll say I will say this is a pretty good. Ep- uh, this is very cinematic. This episode, yeah, I say, yeah, uh, it really felt like is. a little mini movie almost in some ways. Uh, yeah. I felt, um, yeah, it was. It oh, and it just keeps like the stakes just getting just keep getting higher and higher and higher as the episode mm. as the two episodes go along. Yeah, yeah. Um, the stakes, <laughs> get oh, it, gosh. get it. <laughs> but there's no other word to really describe it either. Like they really, like it really does just keep. Building and building and building and yep. you know and the and stuff just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it, and everything sort of pays off quite well too. I find you know every all those little bits of pieces that were sort of set up throughout the uh, throughout the whole season finally sort of pay off in their own yeah. little way at the end. So yeah, that's a nice little touch. I like that. So yeah, yeah they weren't all a waste of time. There was something in every episode that led to that point. Yes, exactly. So. uh but uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, we'll get the summary out, out of the way. Yeah. I think a synopsis is a short summary. These ones are yeah. a bit longer. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. So yeah, do we'll the summary. We'll get that right. Okay. So part one, Giles visits a museum to examine a big stone block that has just been acquired. He finds an opening in the rock. Buffy and Willow find the floppy disk containing Miss Callender's reconstruction of the curse that gave Angelus his soul. They are eager to attempt it so they can get Angel back. Giles warns that it will be difficult. Xander prefers to see Angelus killed rather than risk leaving him alive merely so that Buffy can have a chance to get her boyfriend back. At the museum, Angelus and his minions steal the stone block which contains a demon, a Kethler, who can suck the world into hell. A virtuous knight had stabbed him in the heart before he could draw breath, but someone worthy can remove the sword and awaken a Kethler. Angelus wants to use a Cathler to destroy the world. Kendra, the new Slayer, returns to Sunnydale, bringing the sword blessed by the same knight who stopped a Cathler. Angelus kills a human and uses his blood in an attempt to awaken a Cathler, which fails. He then lures Buffy to a battle in a cemetery. In the library, Willow is attempting the curse when the vampires attack. 
During the fight that ensures, Xander is injured and Willow is knocked unconscious under the bookcase, while Drusilla hypnotizes and kills Kendra, after which she and fellow vampires kidnap Giles. Buffy arrives too late, and a policeman finds her with Kendra's body. End of part one. Boom, boom, boom. Worst cops in the world, too. Oh, they are so bad. The police academy cops. They've got the same uniform one. <laughs> Notice that, right? Oh, the fact that she shoots. She sh- instead of chasing after her. Oh, a suspect's getting away. Let's shoot them. Well, that probably sounds about right for cops, I think. They've done their research. Yeah. Uh, part two. Previously on Buffy. Angelus tortures Giles for information and entertainment. Buffy finds Whistler in Giles' apartment and they discuss Angel's reversion to Angelus. He reveals that Angel was destined to stop Akathla, not awaken him. Buffy is arrested, but Spike attacks a policeman and offers a temporary alliance. He has no wish to see the world destroyed and is jealous of Angelus' attention to Drusilla. He will help Buffy stop Angelus if she allows him and Drusilla to leave town. Spike and Buffy go to her house to talk, but meet Joyce. Buffy's forced to tell her about her role as the Vampire Slayer. Joyce tells her daughter not to come back if she leaves the house. Buffy leaves anyway. Xander sits by the comatose Willow and confesses his love to her. She wakes up, but the first person she asks for is Oz. Willow is determined to try the curse again. She sends Xander to tell Buffy her plans, hoping she can stall until the curse is complete. Buffy goes to the library to retrieve Kendra's sword. She encounters Snyder, who gleefully announces that she is expelled. Spike returns to the mansion, concealing that he is well enough to walk. To keep Angelus from killing Giles, Spike suggests that Drusilla use hypnosis. She appears to Giles as Jenny, and he tells her that Angelus is the key. He must use his own blood, not someone else's, to waken a Cathla. Buffy returns to Whistler, who tells her that if Angelus has awoken a Cathla, only Angelus's blood can defeat him, in the process sending both evil beings back to hell. On her way to the mansion, she meets Xander, who decides not to pass on Willow's message. In the mansion, Buffy announces her arrival by decapitating a minion. It's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Spike surprises Angelus from behind, knocking him unconscious and proceeding to beat him brutally. <laughs> With a golf club. With a golf club. Xander frees the injured Giles and they escape as Spike and Buffy fight against Drusilla and the remaining minions. Angelus regains his senses and removes the sword from a Cathla, he and Buffy sword fight. Spike knocks Drusilla unconscious and escapes with her in his car, leaving Sunnydale. Angelus overpowers Buffy and continues to torment her. At the hospital, just as Willow appears close to fainting, she suddenly regains strength and begins incanting in Romanian. She succeeds in restoring Angel's soul just as Buffy is about to kill Angelus. Buffy realizes that Angel is back and embraces him. She then sees that a Cathla is awake as it opens its mouth and creates an expanding vortex. When Angel, oblivious to the vortex opening behind him, questions what is happening and where he is, Buffy kisses him, professing her love and then drives her sword through him into the vortex. Angel is sucked into the closing hellish vortex and the world is saved. Distraught at losing her lover and knowing that she has been expelled from school, Buffy departs from Sunnydale on a bus while her friends regroup at school, unsure if or when she will return the end. I need a hug. The, the, yeah, the girl, uh, <laughs> I need a hug. I need a hug. <laughs> 
All right. All right. So, so Eddie, where, do you wanna, where are we going to go with this? All right. So, you know, this is the two-part season finale. Um, we get our, the conclusion to our season arc. Um, it does end with a Pyrrhic victory and Buffy leaving town in the overalls of shame with a sad Sarah McLaughlin song playing. Um, playing yep. in the background. Very sad And ending. it is yeah. absolutely heartbreaking. Now, when I watched this on air, <laughs> like free-to-air TV back in the day, I didn't know that there was... Going to be a season three or... Didn't know there was going to be a season three. Didn't know there was going to be... Um, that the, the TV series Angel was in the works... Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got to say, yeah. I mean, not knowing any of those things that I know that was what's going to happen. Obviously, know there's going to be another season, so I could see how like this ending would be pretty full on to watch. And think, geez, where they go? Where is this going to go after here? So, is this the exactly. end of the series? Or and pretty much all of their season finales are written as season finals, like series finals. I think it's maybe a way to back himself up a little bit. You know, if yeah. they don't, if you, you know, anything can happen between you know the off season. Well, the so. show was always on the verge of being cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they just always wrote the season, um, the finale, final season, as a end of series, mm. yeah, um, episode. And yeah, you get that here. And I just remember absolutely bawling my eyes out after mm. seeing this, going, "No, no, no!" Because yeah, I did love Angel. Um, and uh, I think with Kendra's death. Oh yeah. So it's Can I t- I do need to talk about Kendra's death because it's come up like it, for a few years it had sort of been floating around um on the internet um justice for Kendra and Kendra deserved better. Now is this one of those half ass half serious things like kind of like there's like the empire was right sort of Star Wars things that you sort of see floating around, a bit tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, you know, we're not really serious. Well, okay, so the Kendra Deserved Better one, has it's been around for quite a long time, but it did actually get a bit of a resurgence um, more recently, um, especially last year with the BLM um, movement. And I noticed there was a lot of things, um, there was like these questions that are asked on TikTok um, about, you know, which black character of a TV series deserved better. And pretty well, much... Every single character from uh, Stephen <laughs> King, possibly. Black character from <laughs> yeah. Stephen King probably well, deserved it better. Main, it was mainly TV shows. Um, yeah, it just had to do with TV shows. And, yeah, Kendra was probably... It just mm. kept popping up in my on my For You page. <laughs> on, yeah, on I mean... Um, and, and it really is true. And it probably didn't help that, you know... She's the slut, you know, she's the perfect slayer. She's the one who's, you know, she is pretty much the Watcher Council's puppet. Um, mm. You know, she she, well, she was no like the She was like the soldier, the weapon. Sort yeah, of, yeah. You know, so she is, she's literally emotionless just. Emotionless and yeah. detached, detached from, you yeah, know. Yeah, has no connection to the world. Yeah. Um, you know, she only works and studies. Like she has no, she has no life. Mm. <laughs> she's only got one shirt. <laughs> Though she's wearing a different shirt in this one. Oh yeah, she is too. You know, you know, she wasn't allowed to have you know, she wasn't allowed to have hobbies and interests and friends and family and mm. um which makes her her story and you know, she really is under the thumb of the patriarchy and oh, God. so it does become one of those Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, it did come up on social media. Yeah. Um Well I mean 
I don't know what this. I don't know what to really say to oh, that. Look, I mean, but I, listen, it was just yeah, she wasn't a main they, character they bring, per se. Well, yeah, but she could have been a really interesting reoccurring character mm. for all of the reasons that I just said. Yeah, which makes makes sense to kill her off because, and I think there's something Joss has done before, and maybe another sh- another show uh, where you kill off a main character just to let everyone know that the stakes are high. <laughs> yeah. So you kill someone like her off. I mean, not the main cast, but someone who's pretty. Fairly important in, in within the within the show, being another Slayer, another Slayer dying really does put thing you know things in perspective that well, someone like her can die, then really anyone's. And I, ass I, is on the line. I actually always hate how she dies and how she's like um how Drusilla slits her throat and doesn't drink her. Yeah, but then there's actually no blood on the floor or anything. Yeah, it's it's funny when they do <laughs> the whole yeah. Even last week they did that with uh with the Wentworth character. Like him getting bitten by Angel and there was no blood and you see his neck later and there's no mark. On, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, not, not a drop. Um, but that could have been like advanced healing in yeah. his case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe in her case too, I guess. Maybe advanced healing or... Well, wouldn't she have still been alive? But yeah, if you uh, notice, like, because when, when she goes back later, there's no blood anywhere. Like, yeah. she, there's a there's an outline on the... Well, I, I, I think the problem is you've got to... Um, it's the rating, like if you had a gushing blood everywhere. I'm thinking of another scene in another TV show where the same scene happened. It was a bit more brutal. Remember the one I'm talking about, Oz? Oh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, the same thing yep, happened. Now, yep. that I that did it a little differently when I, he did it. Yeah. That was like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and in this, it's much more. <laughs> well, you don't even really see her suffering. She just kind of goes to sleep. Yeah. She <laughs> just sort of grabs her neck. Like you see the line of blood and then she grabs yeah. her neck. And then she's just on the floor, but like it's just would have made more sense if Drusilla had have actually and and drank the, her. the fight scene they had was a, a little hammy as well. Uh, oh no! So I kind of um, it makes sense in her case that that fight scene she kind of ducks and she doesn't really do the she's not really a kung fu fighting. She's doing a little bit of kung fu. It, you know, it remind me of the scene in uh, Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith, where you see Palpatine have fights and you see the actor McDormand sort of sticking his tongue out. and uh, uh, uh. He makes these weird sort of faces when he's fighting. Like, oh, God, that's the best shot. Uh, um, and when she's doing, she's like waving her hands like a cat <laughs> when well, she's fighting. Oh, yeah, that, when you that, see her do it, but then she's doing a well, she's. I, I always think she's very snake-like with her movement. Yeah. So she, she was more like ducking and weaving mm. um, until she could get a hold of her like a snake. Mm, um, yeah, and then yeah. she could kind of mesmerize and hypnotize her, and then easily kill her, mm. like without much of <laughs> without much effort. Really. Or, or you could shoot her. <laughs> no, <laughs> they've tried that. Dodge this, you bastards! Yeah, guns never work in this series. Mm. They bring them in all the time, but just they just never really work. But they would. Like, why not just bring some like you know heavy machine guns and just just laser yeah, the place? That's already being tried. Tried multiple times. Well, maybe just try it again. <laughs> they keep trying it. It doesn't work. Okay. All right. Give up. <laughs> what about a bomb? <laughs> Why don't it just blow the place up? Yeah. Okay. Um, and oh, the other, the other thing you mentioned as well, uh, why they did it in the library. Yeah. So I this always annoyed me, especially after what happened with Jenny in the mm. school. Um, why on earth they did the insoling spell in the library? Where they could attack. Where they can very easily attack them. Why not do it in a house? That they can't get in. That they can't get into. But then again, 
Get, can throw a Molotov cocktail in there. Yeah, true. They could probably shoot it with guns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they have to find the house first. Well, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, true. So. But still, yeah, it would have been better than a library. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And apparently Willow's parents were away. Why couldn't they use Willow's house? Hmm. Um, also, Jared, what's an emu? Uh, uh, emu is someone who has dark hair and listens to very dark music and is very depressed. <laughs> no, that's an emu. Oh. Now, when I first heard Cordelia use that term, like I think she says he has an emu stuck up his butt, um, I had no idea that that's how Americans say emu. Emu? Yeah. They say emu. Emu, yeah. Like Puma. It's well, no, Puma. Uh, in The Simpsons, I remember when Homer was talking about an emu farm. An emu yeah. farm? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the first time I heard that. I noticed. Oh, they yeah, say I that think a little different. I think that's when I worked out what an emu. <laughs> emu. What an emu. Sorry, what an emu was. was from The Simpsons when, when they say emu farm. And I'm like, do they mean emu? Mm. <laughs> like it just always throws me the. The turning the U into an O. Yeah. They're probably saying it right. I think we're saying it wrong. Eme. Like, I don't know. It sounds like, um, sounds like there probably should be an A in there if we, the way we say it. E A M U. Emu. Eme. Like, steam. Eme. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you probably find a lot of the time we're saying it wrong, not them, I find. I've often heard Americans probably speak the, the, the best English. Oh, that's bullshit. No, I've, I mean, depending what state, I suppose, no, what accent, but. Um, in general, I've even heard that the way the Americans speak English is possibly how English was spoken probably over 150 years ago. That it's England who's I'm, changed, I'm still, and England I'm and America have actually held on to the traditional way of speaking yeah. it. Um, but there, I mean, there are things that, you know because we always throw R's that aren't there. You know, like when oh. you when you like process some data, <laughs> you when you process data on the computer, yeah. Yeah, there's no R in data. 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 I'm still saying aluminium. Aluminium. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so there's lots of um bookends and callbacks in the in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. And foreshadowing as well. Uh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes, that too. Do a lot of foreshadowing with Willow in this, I've noticed, in the yeah, last couple so, of episodes. Um, yeah, so, you, you know, we sort of, in I Only Have Eyes For You, that's when you, we sort of see that Willow's developed a bit of an interest in the dark arts. And I think this is when she actually, as Giles says... Um, Once a door opens, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm. she actually opens the door to the black arts at this point that cannot be closed. Um, and from here on out, she just gets more and more uh, powerful. Mm. So, yeah. Um, you've also got, you know, the Orb of Thessala as a paperweight. Giles, <laughs> Giles just had one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the episode, so it starts with Angel being turned Oh yeah, no, I didn't mention that in my uh, summary. So there was yeah, the flashback. Mention, you didn't flashbacks mention any of, of the, the flashbacks. Basically, Angel's little biopic movie that we saw in there, interview with an Angelus movie. That was uh, <laughs> yes. it was very actually. Well, it was very interview with Angelus. Actually, it started like in the Renaissance 
era. No, I'm not right. What's after the Renaissance? Like the 17th century. That's the 18th. It was the 1800s, wasn't it? The seven, no, the 1700s when it started. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, which is similar to Interview with the Vampire. They went to the 1800s and then you see him like chewing on rats in present day. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. As a homeless bum. Oh, no, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah. Um, But that comes down to the name of the episode, which is called Becoming. So you see him becoming, so in the first episode, so his name is Liam. Originally, his name is Liam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And you see him become Angel mm-hmm. <laughs> or Angelus when he becomes a vampire. So you see him becoming a vampire. Um, Then you see him lose, like um, gain his soul. So you see him becoming Angel. Yeah. Um, you see Buffy becoming a slayer. You see her first kill, like her, mm. like the, when she's first told that she's, like when she first comes into her stabbed him in the gut too. Like, ah, <laughs> sorry. Yes. Um, you know, and you also have Angel in that present day one saying, you know, he wants to become someone. Yeah. Um, he's willing to become someone. Yeah. Um, so that's where the name comes from. But all of those flashbacks yeah. seem so unimportant, but they they just make the episode. Yeah, it's like its own little mo- mini movie in there, I guess. You know, yeah. As I said, it's a very interview with a vampire. It's pretty much. It's really funny because I think you can actually <laughs> go on YouTube and there's someone who has put because the flashbacks happen a lot in the TVC series. Ah, uh, yeah, and you can Angel. sort of yeah. Um, and there's a way that, and that they also happen throughout the series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, someone has gone back and um, put them all in order. Yeah, and made them in a movie, yeah. <laughs> yes. Someone actually did that with uh, McBain as well from The Simpsons. Oh, really? There's like a mini movie of McBain. It goes for a few minutes, all the, all the little snippets. Okay. And you put them together. He loses his wife or his, pa- his partner gets killed, then he gets captured, <laughs> then he escapes. Yeah, pretty much in there. Uh, and uh, what I was going to say, uh, the, the turning or the siring, what do you call it when you get turned? Yeah. It's always so sexual, isn't it? Like she could have cut well, any I part just, of her body, she does it right above his boobs. I actually boobs. thought it looked more maternal, that. Oh, really? Like that he was more suckling. <laughs> <laughs> like a wee baby vampire. A little wee baby vampire. Like a wee baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you saw it, it's funny, you saw it as sexual, I saw it as like... Hmm. <laughs> Maternal. <laughs> yeah, oh, but the thing is, it's it's always with the vampire genre. It's always sort of a subtext for sexuality, isn't it? Like it's always passionate, even all the sucking the blood and you know on the neck. It's it's always like a, a commentary on sex and and lust and desires, you know. And then you yeah. sort of have zombies are kind of more your destruction and your your the raw sort of. Uh, oh, except the they have tried. They they have tried to make zombies sexy. Uh, I think the closest they got to was that Romeo and Juliet one. What was that? Remember that one? Lie to me? No. Uh, remember that one that came out a few years ago? And it was basically yeah, I know the a, one you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was probably that was probably the closest they ever got to it. I think because yeah, it was a Romeo and Juliet remake with uh, zombies. Vampire, yeah, yeah. Zombies. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, yes. So back to the bookends. Um, you have. Dala at the start that we're just talking about. Yeah, Dala. Um, turning him into a vampire. But before she turns him, she says, uh, close your eyes mm-hmm. to Angel. And that's what. And then at the end of the episode. That's what Buffy says. Buffy says the exact same thing to him before stabbing him. 
also their theme, the Buffy Angel love theme, the name of the song is actually Close Your Eyes. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, another, another bookend that occurs, um, it actually occurs with the seasons. Like what, what um, Buffy falls for the exact same trap <laughs> from the first episode of when she was bad. Yeah, what what was that? I can't remember what was happening with that one. Oh, I think she goes to the she goes to the factory where the master is mm-hmm. um, to face whatever it was. But yeah, it ends up. It was nothing. Oh, is that with the yeah, annoying there was a one? Bait. Yeah, there was a there was a bait, but no hook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, do you want to talk about Xander? Because there are two. Shut the fuck up, Xander moments in this in in these two episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, they had that that confrontation in the library that was pretty heated. Yeah, when they're discussing reinsoling Angel, and he's pretty much just like, "He deserves to die. No forgiveness. Blah blah blah. You're all crazy." Mm. <laughs> That's pretty much his argument. Yeah. Um, doesn't take Buffy's feelings into consideration. The fact that it was Miss Calendar's um. That was the last thing she was trying to do before she died. Mm. Like it was something that was important to her. Yeah. Just didn't take any anyone else's feelings into consideration. Yeah, I mean, it was also I mean, it, also it, the fact of, also the fact that Angel at the, Angelus at that point. Uh, Do they know that he's about to destroy the world? I don't think they know that he's about to destroy the world. Um, but, but, no, no, it's not until Spike tells her that he's what he's up to. That she, they find out what he's going to do. Oh no, it's not until um. I think doesn't Spike no, tell no, him? No. Um, oh no, the, no. The, when he stole the when he stole the thing, that's right. The yeah, stole, yeah, they yeah. Knew, they know they worked out what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, which raised the stakes quite badly. And but the thing was, is that Buffy hadn't been able to kill him at, up until this point. He'd been a very he's yeah. a very he's not exactly like a weak well, little. She, no, didn't she have an? A chance to kill him uh, in a pre, uh, I think in one episode, the, the judge, she had an opportunity. To, oh, there to was do- no way she was ready to do it at that point. Yeah, I mean that was, but that was always going to play. That was going to always linger in her mind, wasn't it? That you, you sort of had a chance, but she, you know, she, was, she couldn't do it though. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was too soon. Yeah, <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he, he kind of. He sort of has a point, and I sort of knew it was going. What's the point, though? What is his point? I mean, there was no forgiveness for Angel. Yeah, but then he was he was on her. But that's so inconsistent with what he was saying in previous episodes, Um, especially that lot. The I only have eyes for you. Um, The boy wanted forgiveness, and Mm. Buffy was all on his case, and he was one. Well, he can't have forgiveness. He's he can't live with it. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But really, like, I know he's talking about like the forgiveness for killing Jenny. Mm. Um. But he isn't defiant, like taking. He's seeing Angel and Angelus as the same person, like the evil vampire and the good vampire, all the one person. Yeah, to well, him. he never did trust him. Trust him. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. It's very biased. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Yeah, oh no, it's it's definitely but biased. Also, yeah, he's, it's, he's it's, a diffi- He's also a powerful vampire. Well, it'd be like, a good ally, ally to have, definitely. Yeah, um, and that's yeah, not. And, take that and when he was an ally, he had 
only ever proven yeah. himself to be a good ally. And and doing this would basically uh, save the world. Yes. Not, ba- not basically. It will save the world. If they yeah. turn him, then he won't do what they're going to do and would save the world. So regardless if you liked him or not, you know, it's obviously the smart move to do. Yeah. So, um, and obviously he doesn't want it done because for his personal uh, beliefs. Yeah. Which, you know, I thought you thought at this stage are well gone. He's with Cordelia. Um, yeah, but then he also has that moment in the hospital where he prof- professes his undying love for, yeah, well, for I, Willow. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it was a professing his undying love. Like, you know, he, yeah, I, mean, I think it was more friendship love. Like, he, you know, you never, you never say that to your friends and you wouldn't because it would be kind of weird. Um, you know, but it, it, it did seem odd when, you know, she called for Oz and he was seemed a little... Uh, Seemed a little off when she said that to him, like, "Oh, yeah, I'm here, not Oz." But yeah, I think you could sort of see that both ways, maybe on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're definitely you're definitely onto something there. Yeah, but yeah, it could be another way to see it. But the way he, the way that he engaged that sort of conversation was quite confront, confrontational. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. Then you also have what has caused multiple arguments among the Buffy fandom, <laughs> known as the big lie, um, when he doesn't tell Buffy that Willow is working on the yeah. spell. Yeah. So and, that that was messed up, yeah. And tells her, you know, that Willow says to kick, uh, Go kick, kick his, his ass. ass. Yeah. Because I think this ends up causing a lot of tension um, in later on seasons. Mm. Um, it's sort of something that Buffy kind of, unintentionally holds against them. Yeah, I mean, it was right at that point she was about to kill him and then he turned right in yeah. front of her, like yeah. right now. And that made her that like, I've still got to kill him and she did it. And and it was that thing whether or not it would have changed her battle battle strategy and whether the outcome would have been different had she have known. Yeah, I mean that that's also something you got to take in consideration like would yeah, what would have happened? Would she have waited? Or something like I said. Oh, we'll or wait. Try, or maybe not. Like so, when but when Angel was unconscious, hmm. <clears throat> maybe try to keep him away from the yeah the sword a little longer. Like, hmm. yeah. Anyway, and what did you notice about that fight scene? I noticed that David Boreanaz has a very receding he- headline I know, on there. Funny, funny about <laughs> some of those shots. He's yeah. yeah it's like they just had a really bad wig on the. Stunt I don't level. think he had a wig. That's the, that's the <laughs> thing. I. I when it cut to him, he's got that perfect triangular hair, and then the guy had the widow's peak happening. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like the Spuffy had the had the yeah, wig, on, a wig she, on. Yeah, I mean, the thing, especially with the overhead shots, like you can see it straight away. And when it cuts to him, it's like completely different. I mean, I know they had different st- stature in the way that the the stunt double was moving. I mean, obviously, you know, you can't have them do it, but uh, it's just oh, come on, just get a wig on him, just cover that up. But apparently they did uh, train sword fighting, um, SMG and oh, David. Okay, yeah, 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 they, uh, yeah, did did practice a lot. But of course they couldn't use most of them. But uh, as you can see, yeah. Um. So I'll also talk about we have Buffy telling Joyce that she's the Slayer, coming out as the yeah, Slayer. Yeah, you know the allegory, and it works as an allegory for being gay. With Joyce saying lines like, "Have you tried to?" You know, not be a slayer. Yeah. And what's the other one? The maybe you don't know, or what was it? No. Have uh, you have you tried not being the slayer? 
um, and are you sure you're the sire? Yeah. And um, and then goes to you're crazy. You need help. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Joyce in full denial, and you can think of all the times Buffy's like, "Oh, you know, wake up, mum." Or like, the blood many, you washed out of my clothes. You know, how many times have you washed blood out of my clothes? And then I'm like, "How many times have you woken up in a like a weird place, Joyce?" With no memory. With no memory mm. of what's happened, and you just saw a vampire being dusted. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's a lot to take in at once, like in you know. Um, but yeah, she could have responded a little differently. And you know, that. I'm also doing the it stops now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and if you leave, you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah, pretty Don't much. Don't come back. Wow. Pretty much kicks her out of the house. Yeah. And I think Joyce wins Mother of the Year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, give her that. That's for sure. So, Jared, have you had you seen this episode? Uh, no, no, these are all, all new to me. Um, yeah, like I, I've never even seen Kendra before, like obviously from the previous episode. But, okay. Uh, um, do you have any talking points you want uh, to talk about? I was just going to mention some of the actors. Uh, so the guy who played Max, oh, sorry, Whistler. Uh, his name is Max Perlich. Uh, this guy has been acting for a long time, done lots of things. And there was one character, because I'm thinking this is one of those actors that I remember him from something specific, but I couldn't remember it. I don't know if it was this one, but when I read it, I do remember him in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And when the teacher is doing the roll call and he mentions Adler, <laughs> and he's like, here. And I, oh, yeah, it was. I didn't have to rewatch it. I remember, I remember the guy's face because he's kind of drawing. He kind of looks up and sniggers. Yeah, I'm here, you know. And he's Anderson, Adler, you yeah. know, and he's doing the, you know, a numeric roll call. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that popped in my head. Uh, but yeah, this guy has been acting uh, for ages. Yeah, what did you think of the little voiceovers that Whistler was doing? Because I think this is the last time we get voiceovers used within the What's the universe. Were the voiceovers used? Yeah, yeah, Whistler does like a voiceover. Okay, no, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. This actor. Yeah. Uh. Pretty impressive. IMDb. He's uh been in lots and lots of uh oh a few video clips too. He's been in. Uh. He was in Allison Chains. No excuses. <laughs> As the man in hat. <laughs> um. I kind of think he he ends up being the inspiration for a, a, a character a character that Angel. Like when Angel does his in Angel. Yeah, actually, he was meant to be a sidekick for Angel. He was meant to be in the series. Yeah, so I think uh, he, was, he was meant to be. But uh, that didn't pan out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Angel plays like these. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the character that sometimes he'll play when he goes undercover. Um. But yeah, definitely Whistler's the inspiration for it. There weren't really too many other characters introduced. Uh, so the actor who played Merrick, the the other watcher, or the the um ah uh, yeah, the guy that looks like my dad. Uh yeah, uh he has been in lots of films. It's one of those uh, what do you call them? Those character yeah act- yeah character ca- actor yeah um actually didn't start acting till later in his life to be honest. Uh didn't start real until like the mid uh, late seventies. Um, but yeah, has basically been in. 
pretty much everything. I don't know if you want to name. Oh, let me guess. Law and Order SVU. Uh, you can go. F- he was in Free Willy. He was in The Fugitive. <laughs> he was in LA Law. He was in Murder She Roach. He was in Star Trek: The Next Generation. He was in Roseanne. He was in Golden Girls. He was in <laughs> My t- uh, Quantum Leap. He was in Dragnet. He was in My Two Dads. He was, uh, yeah, at this uh, Office Space too. Remember, he was the uh, jump yes, to yes. conclusions. Jump to conclusions <laughs> guy. Yes. Jump to conclusions. And their conclusions were. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I took a tiny step, and their conclusions were. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty impressive career. This this guy has just done it all. Um, now, Jared. Yes, um, maybe. I don't like the sound of that. Oh, no, I was just going to ask what rabbit hole you went down this week. Uh, a rabbit hole. So Spike said something, as mm. he usually does. Yes. Uh, he mentioned he saying farewell to Piccadilly and goodbye Leicester bloody square. Yes. Um, we've been to Leicester square, haven't we, baby? Um, Once, yeah. twice. Yeah. Um, so it turns out they're lyrics from a song. Yes. They are, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> Is it a Sex Pistols song? It's not a Sex Pistols song. It's not a Rancid song. It's Leicester Square, which is another ba, cool song. Ba, da, 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 Leicester da, Square. It's um, it is a, uh, it's a long way to Tipperelli. Hang on, we're watching an episode of The Simpsons where they're singing this. Yeah. What do you say? Long way to Tipperelli. Yes, long way to Tipperelli. Uh, it's you can hear. Uh, I'll just. That's not where he says it, but he actually says a line. The sweetest girl. Here we go. Farewell to Piccadilly. Farewell to Leicester Square. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's probably a song you don't know. It's probably something like Naughty's Kids sort of know these type of songs. So. Naughties kids? Yeah, what? kids from the naughties. What do you mean by that? The nineteen naughties. <laughs> uh yeah, this is a World War One song. It was a marching song. It was really, really popular. It's kind of the it's the war song of that war, apparently. Um it was written uh by a Irish guy or guy who was from Ireland. So Tipperelli Tipperary is a, a county in, in Ireland. Um and it became a popular song to sing. Uh, back in the day, uh, in uh, you know, over a hundred years ago. Okay, um, so are we going to get in trouble with copyright? For uh, that? I don't know. It might be in public <laughs> domain now. I hope so. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny because it just it's it song came up twice in one week for us. So yeah, we're watching. We, we literally watched an episode. Yeah, the episode of the of Simpsons. Simpsons where they started singing this song. I started singing it, and you're looking at me going, "What, what the hell is this song? Oh, yeah, I've never, I was actually singing. I've never heard of this song ever." <laughs> It's a long way to Tipperary. Um, yeah. Not until I think you played it for me, and then I went, "Oh yeah, now I know what you're talking about." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a yeah interesting song of uh, World War One. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that was some rabbit hole. Yeah, it's very interesting. Hmm. All right. Should we go into question time? Uh yeah, baby. Let's just roll with it. Question time. Answer the question. Okay. Um, which character was your favourite? Uh, Spike. Yeah. I like Spike in this one. Spike was pretty good in this. Actually, yeah. probably my favourite scene is Joyce and Spike making awkward conversations. That's my LOL moment. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
Which character do you love to hate? Okay, we've got the first one right. I reckon Schneider. Um, so I've had to break this into part one and part two. <laughs> right, okay. So for becoming part one, yeah. I've got Xander. Yep. And for becoming part two, I've got Joyce. Oh, <laughs> yes. right. And so you've got Snyder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit slimy. And you have him doing that weird phone call to the mayor. Yeah. I wonder yeah, what setting, that could mean. Setting something up there. Um, yeah, no, he was just a bit of an ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolute ass. He really took a lot of joy in expelling her. Oh, he was swelling in it, wasn't he? He's like, oh, I've just got to... Just got to uh, Savor the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. savor, savor the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was very weaselly in this. Um, but then Buffy pulled the sword on him. Yeah, she whipped it out, and yeah, I get the feeling he knows that she's the Slayer. Yeah, he knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know why he's. I'm not sure where his alliances sort of lay. It seemed to be he's aware of it and he's trying to control her or. But then if he was trying to control it, he'd keep her in the school. So I, I don't yeah. know what his motives really are. Yeah. All right. What was the most memorable fight scene? Uh, I think Spuffy and the Swordmaster scene was a pretty cool <laughs> fight scene. Yeah. You don't see them fight with swords very often. No. Yeah. So that's a – yeah, it was a pretty well choreographed uh, fight scene, I thought. Yeah. yeah. It, it is actually a pretty epic battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of going to and fro. And then and then Buffy caught the sword. Um and uh, I think I think that was uh, oh, reminiscent of the of the movie a little bit. I think in that okay. scene. So, um, yeah, mine has to be the Buffy and Joyce um, verbal fight that they have. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It, it I don't know if I really call it a fight because it just seems like Joyce is on another, another planet and has no idea what the fuck's going on. Mm. The way she's sort of, she's not arguing someone to and fro about something. She just seems to be in her own little world, Joyce. Yeah. It's like arguing with a child almost in some ways, I kind of feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she wasn't listening to a yeah, word. Yeah, she not, wasn't listening to it. Like she, she just wasn't listening to a word that Buffy was saying. Yeah, and just discounting, oh, no, that's not that. No, you know, you're wrong. And, and you know, it's my house, my rules, that sort of mentality. Yeah, it, it, it didn't seem like a to and fro argument. Like she was just sort of talking in her own little well, well, no, almost. but she did say you don't get to drop this on me and then just walk out the door. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I think was a fair point, actually. Yeah. yeah. But Buffy didn't actually have time to. No, no, I've got to go save the world, Mum. <laughs> She's like, I've got to go save. Like, uh, she just leave dinner in the oven. She didn't, she also didn't take into consideration what was at stake. Like, she didn't know what was. Well, yeah, she didn't know. Well, she didn't know that it was going to be the world. So, you know, like, communication. Like, and, but it's the fact that Buffy's like, I have to go save the world again. Like hmm. this is like, like you sort this of. This is my life now. Yeah. Um. LOL moment. It's got to be the Spike Joyce meeting. Oh, okay. S- sitting there in silence. So. What, you, what look, you, you look familiar. Like, oh yeah, you you bashed me with an axe and told me to stay away from your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And Do you live around here? Yeah. <laughs> Starting small talk. <laughs> so are you a singer? <laughs> awkward, awkward, awkward small talk. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty um, funny. Yeah, no, my, my LOL moment had to be when Drew keeps kissing. And that, I was going to mention that too. Keeps kissing Giles. Yeah. <laughs> to get like, uh, even uh, though she has the information yeah. out of him. And both of them are looking over. Oh, uh, honey. I th- we're like, done and, here. Yeah, and Angel actually calls her honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Angel actually looked a bit jealous. <laughs> mm, very 
And jealous. Yes. Um, favorite scene. Well, I couldn't really break this to one, but I I felt the angel biographic scenes throughout the episode were quite good, actually. I yeah. thought they were, yeah, him going through the times. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought they were quite they were done quite well. I thought, yeah. and as I said, it could be in their own little sort of movie. Yeah, and I think it gave you a bit of closure on the gypsy curse and why they cursed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything that sort of happens off screen, you're kind of like, well, what? How did it all really go down? You know, what was it all really about? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I I uh, enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. So mine is it is the scene with Buffy and Angel and the sword. Mm. Um. So the scene is An- Angelus going. That's everything, huh? No weapons, no friends, no hope. Take all that away, and what's left? And Buffy's sitting there with her eyes closed, and then he goes to stab her. And she catches the sword, smashes the hilt into his face, and everyone jumps up from their seats and cheers. Like that? <laughs> yes. I think there might have been a little camera trick done with that. I think they reversed it. Yeah. yeah. If you look at it, it kind of looks weird yeah. when she catches it. I think it's actually reversed. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to put this in one of those videos that you make on TikTok and tw- Twitter, are you? Maybe. <laughs> Just re- reply her catching it again and again, catching it. Yeah. Maybe play it backwards to so say you can tell. Okay. Yeah. I'll try that. But yeah, it's one of those jump up from your seat and cheer moments when she's just like, me. Yeah. And smashes him in the face with It's like kill. that woman in, in Mr. Robot that got killed, the yeah, the throat to. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Or Joff- Joffrey. Yeah, yeah, or Joffrey when Joffrey's dying. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Next question, uh, least favourite scene? Uh, I think when uh, Buffy and Kendra meet. Oh, uh, yeah, in it's the bushes. It's kind of the corny, you know, broken branch noise yeah, in the background, yeah. looking around, and she jumps out. Ah! <laughs> uh, a bit corny, that one. Um, yeah, mine has to be the Xander and the own perspective guy speech that he does. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd pay that, yeah. Um, next question. Favorite quote? Uh, Whistlers when he was uh, raiding um, oh, Giles's, uh, Giles's house. house. Yeah, and he's like, you know, raiding an Englishman. <laughs> I'm gonna do the accent. <laughs> you know, raiding an Englishman fridge is like dating a nun. You never get to the good stuff, huh? <laughs> I've got spice. I'm walking here. <laughs> um, I've got spite going. It's a big rock. I can't wait. I'm going to do this again. Come on. That's all right. Keep keep rolling. Keep rolling. Come on. Spike. It's a big rock. I can't wait to tell my friends they don't have a rock this big. <laughs> they don't have a rock this big. No, they don't. And that's, that, and that's unfair. <laughs> How dare they? I think it's also that his delivery of the line is pretty, like, it's just really nonchalant. He's not mm. impressed at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Best Cordelia freakout. Moment. Uh, well, it's, she wasn't really in this episode much, was she? She didn't have much to do. Uh, I felt that with, with the big ensemble cast, it was the only one I could come up with. Uh, which is like I ran. I think I made it through three counties before I realized nobody was chasing me. Not too brave. Yeah. That wasn't really a freak out, but that's probably the best that's I could do. That's probably the most her most human moment at that that point. Yeah, um, she didn't and really... when she comes into the room, you can kind of tell that. Um, by the way that she hugs Xander. Mm. That they haven't seen each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that she hasn't been sitting at the hospital waiting. <laughs> like she, yeah. she's been she's been looking for them. Yeah, it's very very Cordelia light this episode. So yeah, I've just got the um because it does have a little bit of a callback to the previous <laughs> episode, and it's the um don't touch me, you have fish hands. Oh, at the start, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, who gets the wooden spoon? I had to give it to Giles. And uh, not really because he did anything wrong, but uh he didn't didn't get to do much, I felt like. Yeah. Uh, I went for Willow because do the damn spell in a house. <laughs> well, that probably wasn't her that's that's on all of them though. That wasn't her just de- was that her decision to do it? Do I don't it in know. Library? Her house was empty. Go do the Spell in your own ha- in yeah. your house. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I. Where yeah. a vampire can't get into it. Yeah, I know. And um, yeah. Anyway, um, who's the MVP of the episode? Oh, poor Buffy. I felt I'm. Like. I'm gonna go with Spike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah he got just a little got out, made an alliance with Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of. Yeah, uh, and he keeps Giles alive. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, that was so, his ticket, wasn't it? If he he was if he was dead, then he wouldn't get. Uh, yeah, she would save him. So yeah. yeah. If Giles dies, Drew died. Yeah. So he kept Giles alive. Um. What do you rate the episode out of ten? I will give this uh, seven stuffed su- sunshines. Uh, Drew was still carrying sh- sunshine, if we noticed. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, okay, the puppy. The, the puppy. Did so, you, so she was she was carrying it. She had it was in her arm. It didn't move, but I don't know. She had it. Okay. You never you never saw it. Yeah, but as you like, you seen the guy? Is that a stuffed toy? Well, it was obviously meant to be the dog. Yeah, but I don't. We don't know if the dog's still alive or not. <laughs> Whether it's just the stuffed. I'm prop guessing to it's look just. Like. I'm guessing it's just the stuffed. It was it was definitely a stuffed dog, but whether it was meant to be a stuffed dog in the show or whether it was okay. just meant to be a prop to look like a real dog, but okay. you never saw the dog. So mm. I guess, well, for all intents and purposes, it was a, definitely a stuffed dog. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I'll go nine out of ten sword catchers. Oh, yeah. In reverse. In reverse, yes. So it's more of a sword let go. <laughs> Um, now, Jared, we've got my overall questions. Oh, overall. So uh, this so this is a thing after at the end of each season, we're going to do an overall sort of... Uh... Yes. So I asked these questions at the end of season one. Okay. If you can remember back. No, not really. That was a many, long time ago, I think. All those years ago. Years, months, Sorry, days, months, months. hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> um. What do you rate the season overall? See, I I don't really know how to rate. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what they rated the last season. To be honest, do you know? I can't remember. I don't that. know. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard giving a number system. So I, it's like, I give one a number, then I'm either either that one's going to be higher or lower than the previous one. So I don't even know what I don't even remember what the previous one is. So I don't know, four or five, I guess. Okay. At a, Ten, maybe. See, I think you gave the last one three because that's what you'd given all your aver- all the episodes. The average ended up being three. Oh, did you go through an anima, anima did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'm pretty inconsistent, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. So you reckon about a five for this? Uh four, five. Yeah, 
where I have to commit. Yep. Four. <laughs> Four. Oh, all right. Um, favorite episode from the season or one that stands out? Well, I guess it's these two, really, that really oh, stand okay. out. I th- these are like the cinematic uh, conclusion of everything it's sort of been so far. So I- I've probably this one and uh, the um, becoming oh, – no, no, uh, beginning. Innocence. No, was it beginning – had like three three words. The witch bothered and bewildered. Yeah. yeah. So you think those two episodes? What about those two episodes? You liked bewildered. Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked liked that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the one that I, I, I still really love Halloween. <laughs> it's definitely one of my all time favorites. Oh, yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Um. Um. Now, what do you rate the big bad for this season? So. So who is the big bad? Are you going to say Angelus is the big bad? Because he's only well, really the big bad for the half of the season. And then you have the trio, I guess. Yeah. So I'd probably go with Spike, Drusilla, the thruple. So the three of them together. I thought they were pretty solid. Um, yeah, they're pr- pretty pretty good antagonists um, throughout. Pretty threatening. Uh, you know, compared to the master who just seemed to be standing, pontificating all the time and waving his hands around, who didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. And got other people to do his bidding for him. Yeah, which yeah is, you know, still a threatening presence. I well, guess. Well, the master didn't actually really, other than Buffy, <laughs> he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, Angelus tormenting uh the the Scoobies throughout the season two was pretty, pretty uh yeah pretty cool. Um, and favorite character of the season. Oh, I guess it's Angel Angelus, I think. Yeah. Those Spike and Drew are pretty cool. I was cool. about to go with... Sp- Can I go to, go to the the, main, the big bad? <laughs> yeah. So the thruple. The thruple. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of like to throw Oz in there as well. Like, yeah, I mean, I liked him as a character, but he didn't he really... He was hardly in it. Yeah, I mean, he, the last barely few in his, he had the last few episodes, he wasn't in it at all. So in this one, he only gets a couple of scenes at that. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, it's just one of those things he's just... A, a character in the background that you want to see more of, but uh, don't. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't really get to do much. So it's, um, yeah, would like to have seen a bit more of him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, Spike was definitely my favorite of the yeah. entire season. Um, That's about it I've got here. Uh, we're all done, are we? I'd say so. Have you got anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, so this is uh yeah this is the end of season two so uh we just have a quick chat about how we uh go with this city and how was it being and and uh and after this where do we go so we're gonna do th- season three just I, go straight I into think, it I think we should go straight into season three you no know, I was sort of hoping to do something else but uh I, uh, like, listen season three is like my favorite season all right so, so <laughs> we could do season three then we might try something else yeah maybe no, yeah. I reckon we do season three and then... Maybe we will think of some other show to watch. Or maybe we do... we. Well, it's you've got to keep the momentum going. I think that's the, yeah. the big thing. So if we do do something else, it might be one episode of Buffy, one episode of something else. Right, okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been a learning. It's been a learning curve for us, for Ooh, me as well. You know, with editing curve. these podcasts and uh, and uploading them, and you know where where do you start? So, um, getting equipment. 
And uh, yeah, I've, re- I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and sort of look forward to doing one. And and you know, uh, I know it's Buffy, but uh, even <laughs> maybe enjoying it a little bit. So the big question, Jared, that uh-huh. ev- that everyone wants to know the answer to is what's that? Are you liking Buffy? Uh it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm enjoying myself doing this. So, you know, um, I probably would have never watched Buffy in any other circumstances. So this yeah. is probably a good excuse to watch it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All, All right. right. Well, I think uh, should we wrap it up, baby. Let's wrap this up. So, well, you've been listening to Nerd Subculture. This is the end of our second season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And you can find us on... TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, there is a Facebook group and you can email us on nerdsubculture at gmail.com. Yes, so send us some likes, send us some upvotes or any other ways of saying hey. Till next time, take care. We'll see ya. Bye. I need a hug. <laughs>